0: Hey, what's up everybody fred Minnick here and i just got back from alabama i have a ton of work to do i have approximately uh 370 something bourbons to taste between now and like november 15th which is the date the deadline i've given myself to uh create my list for top 100 and I gotta be honest with you, I don't know how I'm gonna do it, but I'm going to be doing a lot of live streams here publicly as well as only to my Club Marzipan group. If you'd like to learn more about Club Marzipan, hit the link in the description to learn more. Today, I am going to review King of Kentucky. Now, I've had this for about a month. This has been embargoed. Uh, Brown Foreman, they they tend to send me samples and say, it's embargoed till X date. Um, you know, it's pretty standard for these limited edition products. But I was gonna take it with me to Alabama to review and I forgot it. And I only ended up tasting one thing in Alabama anyway and that was the Weller which did not really live up to what it had been in the past. I was very disappointed in it. And in case you're wondering, I retasted it and it still was not good. So it was not, it was not just a one tasting moment or one day moment. Uh, this year's Weller just not on the level that it has been in the past. Uh, but anyway, so I forgot this, and as I'm kind of getting getting my you know, stuff ready for the week and getting everything going, I was like, you know, the first thing I got to do is I got to taste King of Kentucky. But before I do that, let me give you a little bit of history, and I got to tell you a little bit about Alabama, too, because that, that was an incredible trip. But if you want to skip past that, I will put when I start tasting, um, I'll put the the number the or the... Um, the times, the time code of when I start tasting in the description or a comment. So I went to Alabama, went to see Alabama play Tennessee. That, this doesn't mean I'm an Alabama fan now, folks. I have not betrayed my beloved Oklahoma State Cowboys. I got invited. I was actually, uh, my tickets were provided to me from a friend who is a friend with Nick Saban. I got to meet Nick Saban. Uh, it was just an incredible incredible experience. You can go to my Instagram and see me shaking Nick Saban's hand. I met Tim Tebow. I got to meet uh, Marty Smith, which, uh, you know, I've been on Marty, Marty and McGee before. And I've texted with Marty over the years and just been, uh, just, just a really incredible experience to, to see an sec game like that. And I just, there's so many things that I want to say and I'm still processing but, like, how people dressed up to the, for the Alabama game was amazing to me. It was like going to Derby, but a little different kind of clothes. But it was like going to Derby in a, in a weird way. And then everybody says Roll Tide. Like, you're in the bathroom, you get done getting your, um, your, uh, your paper towels to dry your hands, Roll Tide. Uh, you're at a gas station, you're filling up your gas tank, Roll Tide. I was just like... My friend John and I, John Hargrave, who's a master distiller in the business, we just started saying Roll Tide walking down the street to, to random people, and they were like, Roll Tide. And we came up with this theory that if you're about to get in a fight with somebody and you're like wanting to get out of the fight, you just say Roll Tide and the people would back off. So it's just like this incredible, incredible like language in Alabama, Roll Tide. But again, I'm not an Alabama fan, so I probably shouldn't even be saying it. I'm an Oklahoma State guy but I could not pass up the opportunity to, one, have those incredible seats, to be on the field uh, as they're practicing and to meet Nick Saban. If you want to check that out, go to my Instagram. I've got photos up there of it, and, um, you know, I had uh, had a lot of stories going too. Now, King of Kentucky, uh, this year's release is the SRPs is uh, $300, and it is going to be in... Uh, what states are? It? I got the press release here. I don't want to. I don't want to screw this up because you'll be like, why did you? How'd you get that wrong? Uh, so it's in Kentucky, Alabama, uh, right there. Just talking about Alabama, California, Florida, Illinois, Nevada, North Carolina, Metro New York, Metro New York. We're not all in New York. So if you're in Alabama, or if you're in uh, Alabama, if you're in Albany, New York, I guess screw you, huh? You you're not getting it there. You have to go to Metro New York, Ohio, and Tennessee. So I don't know how they're going to get thirty eight hundred bottles <laughs> in those uh, small in that small slot there. But the, you know the thing about the thing about King of Kentucky is that this is a brand that is historically uh, this was historically a blend. This was not anything that was ever good. This was never intended to be top shelf. But when Brown Forman was like looking to add like a limited edition lineup, they're going through their uh, past portfolio of brands and they came across King Kentucky. And, you know, King Kentucky is a great name. And so no wonder they picked this one. But I mean, they had to, you know, I, I don't think it was too hard of a job to sell like, yeah, it used to be shit. Now it's good. By the way, King Kentucky, here it is. It's, you know. This year, it's 16 years. Uh, in the past, it's been 15 years. You know, there's been an 18-year-old. So, I, I don't think bourbon consumers are too hung up on what King of Kentucky used to be. Just know that if you find a vintage bottle like a King of Kentucky out there, it's probably crap. And you do not want to drink it. Um, might be good to have around the house, though. But, anyway. So, this year's is uh, 16 years old. These are single barrels. And... This I don't have single barrels uh, eligible for my top 100, and they are not eligible to win best in show at my spirits competition, the American Spirits Council of Tasters. Those, um, you know, single barrels really should never win a best in show uh, in a competition. Sometimes they slip through. It's happened before, and competitions uh, tend to fix that. So uh, I do not believe single barrels because they vary from barrel to barrel and you can, uh, uh, one barrel can yield 20 bottles. Uh, that's beyond not fair um, in a competition. So while I'm tasting this, and while this is a single barrel, um, that's going to be that, you know, it's going to be difficult to get. The other single barrels are also going to be difficult to get. So there's going to be a lot of inconsistency out there with the King Kentucky brand. How? Ever, they are saying that this is a representative barrel and Brown Foreman's palettes are the best in the business. So I anticipate this being as close as possible uh, that a single barrel can be uh, to the next one. But it's still going to be inconsistent. Sorry. All right. So here we are to the review. My little sampler here. I'm going to be tasting King of Kentucky. Woo! One of the most anticipated Releases of the year. Ooh. Maple syrup, vanilla, caramel, pecan pie. Come on right on out of the oven. Mm. Damn, that smells good. A lot of maple syrup. A lot of maple in that nose. A lot of molasses. A little molasses there too. Wow. That smelled so good it made my beard itch. Is that a thing? I'm getting all I'm getting all twitchy. You know, it's all making my it's making my neck hairs stand up a little bit. I like this a lot. Alright. Here we go for the taste. And this is one hundred and twenty-five point eight proof. Non-chill filtered. Barrel number 22, for those looking. Hmm. Well, first of all, this don't taste like no 125.8 proof. Uh Uh-uh. No sirree, Bob. This tastes like it just gets on that tongue. It's like velvet. Mm. Dripping on down the jawline, curling on underneath. Man! This is, uh... This is a velvety palette. Good lord almighty. I'm gonna go back to, um... The pecan note that I smelled, that pecan pie, I want to further look into that note here on the palate because that seems to be a very prominent note here. I get like a pecan, 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 praline, nice little moist, um, not the hard kind, but the nice little moist one where you can kind of squeeze it a little bit, squinches in between your fingers and, and you can feel it all chewy and it's sugary and that, that really Really covers this, the the or the the first note that I'm getting here. Uh, then I get a lot of fig, I get a lot of brown sugar, which also part of like the praline, but brown sugar by itself. And I, I had said molasses on the nose. There's a little hint of molasses, but you know before that hint of molasses, like a cherry cola, cherry Coca-Cola. Mm. Manila cherry Coca-Cola. Hey. That sounds like the diabetes waiting to happen, huh? All this goodness, gracious. I want to add some notes to that? Um, some tobacco. Like Levi Garrett tobacco, not pipe tobacco. Um, little leather, like chewing on a baseball glove, not that other kind of leather, you weirdo. And then, uh, hmm, there's something in here. I, I can't, I can't figure it out. It's in that kind of nuttiness flavor profile. Let me taste it one more time. Hey, well, I know how to figure it out taste it one more time. Good idea. Thanks, Bob. Oh, man. I love my job. I cannot believe I get to do this for a living. (sighs) But I do have to taste a lot of shitty whiskey in order to get to the good stuff. And sometimes the good stuff is not that good. Like last, like last week, I reviewed that Weller, right? Wasn't good. I tasted it again and again, and this year's William Lou Weller is not, is not good. But this year's King of Kentucky, at least this representative uh, barrel, is splendid. Is it worth $300? Absolutely. Is it worth the insane markup that it's going to be? Well, you know, there's a lot of $2,000 scotches out there, and I'd probably buy this King in Kentucky over those $2,000 scotches. Fuck is that note? You know, I think I got it. I think I got it. I keep saying it was nuttiness, right? But it was not nuttiness. It was like this, like, uh, Oloroso sherry note, which has a lot of nuttiness to it, but it wasn't quite... It has, like, it has an Oloroso sherry note to it. Huh. Lobby damn. That's what that was. Now that I said that out loud, and I'm talking to myself, which, you know, I mean, there is a camera here, and I'm looking at it, but... Uh, I really am just talking to myself about what that note was. It was like you guys were not were not even here. So, apologies. But, damn, that was good. Anyway, so that's going to do it uh, for this King of Kentucky review. Once again, this will not be eligible for my top 100, even though in years past they won my Whiskey of the Year Uh, I have changed my policies not to allow single barrels in it as I've deemed them to be kind of pretty much unfair um, to uh, batches, you know, most products are batches or uh, finishes, you know, whatever, but, or blends, I just deem that it's unfair to the others and the uh, taste off that something that could be a cherry honey barrel uh, would have a shot, but, um, At any rate, that's going to do it here. If you want to try to join me in some of my live streams that are coming up uh, with Club Marzipan for my narrowing down my top 100, uh, go to the link in my uh, description. I'm going to be doing a lot of reviewing um, over the next month, but it's going to be a lot of it's going to be exclusive to Club Marzipan. Simply because I've got to be streaming conscious. i got to be moving. I'm way, way behind. And I have a self-imposed deadline of November 15th of getting my top 100 finalized before I do my final tasting. And uh, it's it's kind of... I've realized I'm putting a lot on myself in terms of deadlines with uh, all the things I got going on personally. But, you know, hey, I kind of love what I do. So going to go with it. And once again, sorry to those of you in Albany, New York. You have to go to New York to get King of Kentucky. If, uh, if you're going to get it. <laughs> That's going to do it, folks. Be safe out there. Remember, uh, vodka sucks unless it's being used to clean up the murder scene of a dead cat. Cheers.